Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Yepo Podcast. I'm your host as always, Ben. This was a very formal introduction. <laughs> Let's talk about video games. So at first we'll talk about the meta as always, how to play the game, how things are like, what the meta is like in Battlegrounds, what is good, what is bad. Then I'll talk a little bit about the state of Battlegrounds, not just the state of Battlegrounds, like the meta and things like that, and what's good and bad. But the state of Battlegrounds as a whole, as a mode within Hearthstone, is it on the decline, is it improving, what does the future look like of Battlegrounds and Hearthstone as a game. Um, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about things I have planned for the future. Uh, also some content creator insights. So I'll give you, I'll take you behind the scenes of what it is like to make content for, the, for this game. What is it like to make videos? Uh, what is it like? Like what, uh, what perspective do we look at the game of Hearthstone? Because every time I talk about this, I feel like nobody cares, but people have enjoyed it. Whenever on stream, I bring things up like that I'm working on or things I'm scared of and and like things that happen behind the scenes. People are really interested. Uh, so if you want to know more about that and what it's like to be at the other side of the camera, just stick around and you'll know. Uh, if you don't care, then just skip it, right? And then I'll also talk a little bit about the future of this channel, like projects I'm working on. I like I, I talk a lot about the future of this channel because I keep having new ideas and I want to share them with you and exciting plans that are hopefully happening soon. Now, one thing about this uh, Yepo podcast is we're going to get pretty real. Usually I just talk about Hearthstone, what's good, what's bad, and the meta. I'm still going to do that, but I'm also going to dig a little bit deeper into the game of Battlegrounds and how things are evolving and why I'm, I'm pretty scared about uh, the future of it, which is something we'll touch. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper, like I said. I don't know how else to word it. It's just going to be not just... You're laid back, me ranting and getting mo like mauling over unbalanced things, <laughs> essentially, right? Because uh, I think it's it's cool and interesting if you can just be more open about you know the, the game and instead of just sticking to this one set idea of always just trying to be positive and, and just like talk about the same shit. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If not, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. The meta, let's start with the, the normal stuff that we always cover that you probably clicked on for this video. Uh, so what is what is it like? I play mainly on EU. I've seen some people play on NA and I've played with someone on NA and I know a little bit about the meta there. Essentially, it is super tempo based on EU. Like, people are seem to be losing brain cells. <laughs> people play... I think dumber, like, I don't know what's happening, but people are tripling so often into tree jobs, almost every lobby I see people t tripling into tree jobs. That's something you did previous meta, because you wanted to hit the early Doomsayer or Makov or your Frogger, because that was broken. Those things got nerfed, why are people still doing that? And then you take unnecessary damage and people play super aggressive to stay alive, stay on your tree till 9 gold or 10 gold. Like, people used to power level a lot more, that's kind of hard now. I still played 4 and 4 and Greedy Lions and I could get away with it, but it's a lot harder. Um, people are so random. One thing that might be the reason for that is that I'm being put in lobbies with people that are not on top of the leaderboard. There's so many lobbies that I see random names that I've never seen before. Well, previously I would be put more into lobbies with, well, at least two or three people that I recognize that are also actively playing. Uh, it just seems like there's less top players currently being active, which might lead to lobbies being a bit weirder uh, in these ranks. So maybe that doesn't apply strictly to you, what I'm talking about, but it, it just seems like it is 
super aggressive. You just gotta play for max tempo. Like, uh, I've won games where I didn't even have real scaling or real units. I just played strong shit, essentially. Um, but it is a balanced meta. I think it's one of the most balanced metas we've had. Everything is playable. Let's go over the tribes. Quillbors, they're, I think, the worst tribe. It's hard to say or where to say. Quillbors used to be the best tribe since forever. But Quillbors are actually kind of bad. You can play Shaker Comp kind of effectively, but that's about it, right? And maybe if you high roll, but yeah. Quillbors, kind of in a weird spot. And all of the tribes you'll notice that are in a weird spot need stuff on tier 6. Like you need Flatisk sometimes, and you need the Boar maybe on 5. Uh, or um, Charlga. And that's tier 6, and things in tier 6 are actually kind of too late now. Uh, so Quillbors Elementals are playable with Nomi mainly. Again, Lil Rack stuff is, is too slow. I haven't really seen Lil Rack Genies pop off that much like before. Uh, it's mainly Elemental and, uh, I mean, Nomi and Dazzling Light spawn compositions that win. Or like even major Domo comps with uh, Master of Realities, things like that. Also, I forgot I need to explain most of the cards because again, there's people listening to this and not watching the video. So I'll, uh, I, I don't edit like cards that I talk about or heroes that I talk about. I keep getting that question, but yeah, again, I want this, like people listen to this on Spotify. So the cards that I talked about, uh, Little Bag Genie, those are the tier six elementals that scale, uh, that like buff up your board. Um, and Genie is a taunt that generates more elementals. Major Domo is the forge up that gives plus one plus one to the leftmost minion for every elemental you played. Master of Realities is the new five drop taunt that gets plus one plus one for every elemental buff on your board, if I remember correctly. Uh, what else? Like talking about Quillbores, Chargla and Flatless are the six drops that just gives gem to your entire board, or you need to spend four gold and you get a gem that's Flat Tusk. Uh, that is it, right? If I forgot about anything or if I forget to explain cards, please don't crucify me. I'll try my best. Um, maybe I can leave them in the comments if I forgot about any, so that way you can just scroll down and see uh, what I was talking about if you're on YouTube. Uh, what other tribes do you have? Pirates, Hogger, the five job that you know, generates gold if you buy pirates. I haven't seen it pop off too well, and that is because mechs are good right now and mechs counters pirates because pirates don't really deal with the shields really well. Uh, and Murlocs, there's actually quite a bit of poison right now. There's people playing a lot of poison combs because there's no time to scale, so people just cheese with poison shields very often. So pirates are just really bad against that in general. Um, uh, then we have Murlocs, of course, you know. Murlocs are in a weird spot, but they are playable. If you hit the early brand or if you just hit the SI Selfin, I think it's called, which is the 5-drop that uh, is poison to a Murloc after Avenge 3. Uh, I've seen it being picked quite often because it gives you one or two poisons. It's fine, right? Or maybe three, depending on how many Murlocs you have, or like an Amalgadon. Um, so Murlocs are playable, but they they need like specific things though to work, uh, which I guess is the case for most tribes, but especially for Murlocs. Also, because of uh, Honcho, the two drop, you can now play like tempo, tempo-ish Murlocs on tier two, three, uh, without falling behind too much, taking too much damage. It makes Flurgal also viable. Then we have Max. Max is, I think, the best tribe right now because it has, like, the Flexible is still a buffed card on tier 3. It's still busted. You have um, the uh, Greasebot on turn uh, tier 4, which is the card that gives Divine Shield units plus 2 plus 1 if they lose their Divine Shield. Great card. Uh, and then, of course, Mechorel, the guy that keeps getting Divine Shields back on tier 5. Basically, Maxes have busted stuff and nothing got nerfed i don't understand why even Deathrattle max is playable now which is with the omega buster on tier 6 i call it a bad card i call it 
shit, but people have proven me wrong, I've proved myself wrong, the card wins lobbies. So, Omega Buster, that bust your max is, is a comp, max just are good, they're great, they're easy to go, lots of pieces that you can hit, it's kind of a build your win condition, you just choose whatever pieces you get offered and, and make it work and fit onto your board, get shields back, get stats, it's easy. Um, then demons, demons are still playable, like weavers, can we talk about Malganis moving to tier 3? <laughs> or Katranatir I should say, so the guy that gives you immunity, the demon on tier 3, why? Why was it moved to tier 3? It was so good already, like on tier 4 it's fine. Now, it's so broken, if you have early demons, if you have some weavers, you find this guy, you're fine. It makes Lich Baziel also viable, that's the hero that deals 2 damage to herself and gains a coin. Now you're just immune and get coins for the rest of the game for free. For one goal, uh, no, for like, it's free, but it's one a turn. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't really understand that change. Again, I, it seems like they wanted to counteract the nerf to Doomsayer, but still. Uh, so demons are still playable, weaver comp, or you can uh, get a 5-drop and a 6-drop that both scale, which is Urzul, I think is the name. It's a taunt that gets stats eaten from the shop whenever you play a demon, and a 6-drop just at the end of your turn eats the shop and puts it on your demons on the board. Um, then what other tribes do we have? Dragons, again, Caligal is actually not really the win condition anymore. Uh, Caligal is too late, you gotta level, hit the 6-drop, scale up your board, it's honestly too slow, which is weird to say. Um, so right now, mid-game dragons and Nadina, I guess, is the better save shop that you want to hit now. You just have scaling with um, the Terragossas, which is the trade drop that keeps stats from combats buffs. Uh, and then the 4-drop promo drake, which puts Razigor stats onto adjacent units. Like You have a lot of ways to make dragons, big dragons, early on. Uh, there's so many tools, and now you just need Nadina to close out the game. And I guess Kalik is a bonus, but... It is not a main piece anymore. You still have smugglers, they are nerfed, which is a 2-drop that gets plus HP to dragons that get buffed. Um, but, I mean, now it's plus 1 HP, it got nerfed. Uh, but it, it's okay, it's not really something you build your comp around anymore though. Uh, unless you triple it, I guess, you could keep it around. Um, that's about it, so the meta feels really balanced. The only thing is heroes again, I don't want to say it, but Chandis is an issue, will stay an issue. It, I don't understand, like, the reason I never made a Jandis guide up until a couple of days ago is because every time I wanted to make one, I thought she was going to get nerfed. I want to make a guide and I'm like, oh, nerfs are happening soon. I think she's she's just going to get nerfed because she's too strong still. She has never been nerfed. She's been in the game for, what, like a year? I don't even know anymore. Uh, without seeing changes to tokens either. And there's still Jug, Amalgadon. There's so many good bounce targets. Like, even if you miss on your tokens, I hope the guide shows you how strong she is. I feel like she never got nerfed because her overall win rate isn't that high. Uh, but that's because people didn't know how to play her, right? And I never made a guide on her and, and because I thought she was going to get nerfed. But maybe, hopefully, this guide will up her win rate a bit. I don't think I have that much influence, but uh, maybe people understand now how to abuse her hero power. Because maybe in, in like mid to low ranks, she doesn't have that big of an impact. But in high ranks, her win rate is like significantly higher. If you look on HS replay, top 1%, it's like an entire... Uh, one placement higher average uh placement that was a weird sentence <laughs> but yeah like people just turn games into non-games like you just play for a second it's non-interactive it is kind of boring to face genesis and know that they do everything that you do better they do murlocs better they do elementals better it doesn't matter they do it better um so yeah genesis uh also hooked us hooked us in token lobbies is still pretty stupid gets multiple triples economy Blah blah. Same with Omu. Omu has always been the higher win rate uh, spectrum. 
also in higher ranks. I feel like all of these heroes are mainly just issues in high ranks because people know how to abuse these hero powers so well. People just power level and I mean, if you can level without losing too much money and, and tempo, that's just a massive bonus. Uh, it will always be a massive bonus no matter the meta. So, or no matter the units or whatever. Um, so these are the heroes I wish they looked at. Uh, sooner rather than later, because no matter how balanced the meta is, almost everything is playable, it is really fun. Uh, I don't like it being that aggressive, but I guess that's just play style that might just change over time as players adapt how they play the game. Uh, but yeah, feels like one of the most balanced metas we've had, just heroes kind of make it unbalanced. Like every lobby I see people that still get four or five triples while I have like zero or one, unless I'm a high roll hero. So uh, yeah, I don't like the high roll potential still. That is there but no matter how balanced the meta or unbalanced the meta there is there will always be those heroes um and i'm fine with stronger heroes i'm fine if some heroes are stronger than others i just don't like non-games where you just have no chance basically that's my little rant <laughs> fun meta everything is playable learn mechs and please learn how to abuse the good heroes so hopefully the win rate goes up and they'll nerf it eventually uh, now let's talk about something a bit deeper the steeple uh, the st the state of Hearthstone Battlegrounds, so where the game mode is heading, what the future looks like, uh, and yeah, what we can expect uh, in a couple of months from uh, Hearthstone. So let's talk first about Mercenaries, which is the new mode being announced. It was kind of like double-sided. People didn't like the reveal because they pushed so many bundles and it cost all so much money, seems pay to win. And the explanation wasn't clear, we didn't really understand how it worked, how the game works. So, um, yeah, there was a bit of a pushback there, but I do think Mercenaries is going to be relatively big because it's a completely new concept for Hearthstone. Like, it's a mix of other games. It's like, not really Slay the Spire. It's kind of Slay the Spire integrated, but it's also kind of this game and that game. It's a fun mix. It's going to be fun to mess around with and experiment. I don't think it's going to be bigger than Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I think um, Battlegrounds will always keep the, like, or be, keep on being the biggest mode mainly because it has a low barrier of entry anyone can start it and learn it quickly it's it's simple simple rules and uh low skill floor so you can easily learn the basics and start improving and and build upon that uh has a high skill ceiling though there's so much to learn like so many compositions so many heroes so many lines to take even the best players still learn new stuff every day uh and there is um like leveling curves metas change how you play or have to play the game changes constantly. It is fun. And I think uh, Battlegrounds will always have that easy access, host, hard to master thing, which keeps people engaged. Uh, and it's a casual game, like you can just boost up a game. Uh, it has like sometimes long-term timers, so you can watch streams meanwhile, you can do whatever meanwhile while you have a game playing. Uh, yeah, so Auto Battler, I think it's gonna keep on being the main mode. Mercenaries, I think it's gonna be like the second or third biggest. Uh, depending of course my guess is as good as anyone's guess I'm just going off my gut feeling here from what I saw but it seems like it needs a more dedicated hardcore audience that like really likes strategy more maybe it's paid to win I don't know yet like uh, we'll have to see how long it takes to progress um, free to play into that game I think they are gonna push it heavily though it instantly got a button on the main screen battlegrounds and duels and stuff like that was always just a game mode it was always just a mode the, under the modes tab. Now mercenaries instantly being pushed to the main screen screams that they want this to be big. Um, I feel like with the release soon they're also gonna do like a, a tournament or an event or whatever 
um, to promote it. They did that with every mode, so we'll see about that. Maybe it's another big prize pool attached to it. Uh, hopefully not, because that money would probably be better off promoting different things or putting on different projects. But again, I'm not CEO of Blizzard. I don't know everything about marketing. They have probably their ideas. Uh, I'll just be sad to see the money kind of go to waste then. Um, what else? Basically, mercenaries, yeah, uh, I feel like they're doubling down on it. Also, because it's easier to monetize. Battlegrounds, I don't think, is making much money for Hearthstone. That's why they haven't done tournaments. They haven't done much for us. We, give, we get, like, nerfs and that's it. And maybe a new mode. Uh, I mean, new tribes introduced. The big rework was fun. But yeah, it seems like they treat it as a casual mode, though. They don't really care about the players. Otherwise, nerfs would come sooner. Janus wouldn't be in the game. Things like that. They care more about like the casuals playing it. And uh, Mercenaries has a great monetization model, maybe. Like they might aim to make a lot of money out of it, out of mercenaries. So they're pushing that as their new big thing. <laughs> their trophy of their of Hearthstone. Uh, one other thing about the state of Battlegrounds is a decline in general that we see and I've seen for a while. Top creators, like the, the biggest creators on YouTube and on other platforms are losing followers, subscribers uh, at steady rates. That's why Solom quit as well. Solom was very vocal about this. That's why I mentioned him about how Hearthstone is declining and how he <laughs> making videos. His videos are doing worse or he's losing uh, subscribers by making videos. It's kind of stupid. Um, and I see it as well overall on Twitch or on YouTube, like viewer counts seem to get lower and lower. Not for me on YouTube because my YouTube account is still growing, but people who have been grinding on Twitch or are on Twitch, their viewer counts seem to decline recently at least a little bit. That might be because there's nothing happening. Things are pretty stale. We'll just have to wait a month until a big patch or whatever. Uh, and it seems like not that many people are super enjoying meta, the, the meta right now. Some people are. Of course, that's always subjective, but things can get repetitive very quickly. Overall, it just seems like, yeah, the, the amount of people consuming content or watching or playing the game is just slowly going down over time, which is not a good sign, but Hearthstone has been a very um, big game for a while. This game has been around for years, so at some point, games either stay immortal and keep on re-innovating and, and doing new things like big projects or they just keep on doing the same old stuff and die off which is currently happening <laughs> unless mercenaries is gonna be a big boom we'll see right um but yeah that's scary that is a scary thing to to see because well later on again i'm gonna dive a bit about the content creator side of things so well, we'll talk about it there as well um now I'm going to stream again on YouTube sometime soon. So this Saturday, well, that was a big uh, jump, a bad transition. <laughs> but I'll be streaming on YouTube this Saturday. Uh, in case you're new to the channel, you might not know this, but I used to stream on YouTube for a couple months. I was, first of all, uh, a Twitch streamer, but I realized I kind of suck at Twitch and uh, my YouTube is doing well. So I started streaming on YouTube and it was a lot of fun. I got like a lot of people to tune in. It was, we built a great community. Uh, I also want to thank everyone who is still a member, like those people who support the channel. There's still a lot of people that have their badge. It's like a coffee mug next to your name in chat or even in the comments down below, you might see people with your mug. If you're a member, please comment down below. I'd love to see it, uh, your, your shiny mug still. But thank you for the support. I plan on doing more with that soon. Uh, it's just been pretty busy recently. But yeah, I plan on doing a stream Saturday. I'll, I'll announce a time either in the comments or on the community tab about um, when exactly, because I, I want to try it again. Um, 
but yeah, I, I moved back over to Twitch because one thing I realized is that uh, everyone is on Twitch. All my friends that I knew from years of streaming were on Twitch. I miss the community there, so I'd still want to be on Twitch and YouTube, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. I'll still be streaming on Twitch. I'll still be streaming mainly on Twitch, but I might do one stream a week on YouTube, depending on how it goes. So if you want to see me play the game live, ask questions, do stuff like that, be sure to tune in. All right, enough plugging. I also want to say a big thank you again to the community. It's unreal. I can't thank you guys enough. They're almost at 10,000 subs. And thought, like, Jesus Christ, that number is so massive. And also just the comments on the videos. You guys have been leaving some nice feedback. I, I, I just can't. You guys are amazing. Anyway, before um, this turns too sappy, let's turn into Content Creator Insights. Basically, what is it like to make content for this game for over the years? And what does that, like, how do we look at what Battlegrounds is right now? Um, first of all, I... I did a poll on what you want to see on the channel, right? And more than half of the people said guides. So I made a guide and my guide is one of my worst performing videos. Every time I make a guide, it has like the lowest views. And then if I make like an update or if I make a meme or whatever, it does like does great. So majority says they want to see guides, but the majority doesn't watch guides. I'm confused by your guys' uh, feedback <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm still looking at what i should be making more of because i enjoy making most of it but i always thought people enjoyed guide the most that that's what i i got from you guys but they don't perform well so i'll have to look at what how i need to change things maybe like this genesis guide for example um but yeah basically as content creators for hearthstone over the years uh, this is like a bit of a history lesson People have just been making gameplay videos, right? And people enjoy watching gameplay for Hearthstone. People like just learning from games or just being entertained. So most of the content on YouTube and Twitch is all just people playing games, right? That's why I started this channel, because I wanted to make content that's not just playing games. I wanted to make guides because I saw no one made them. I knew I could make decent guides because I can animate with Adobe After Effects and Premiere Pro. Um, so I want to fill that void and it does well, apparently. And memes... I guess people also make memes. I've been dabbling a little bit into that because I just enjoy making it. It was actually the first content I made were like small memes for Hearthstone. Now I'm kind of getting back into my roots. And they also do well on YouTube. But essentially those are like the three, three things people make. And as um, a creator, gameplay is the easiest. You just play the game on Twitch, get VODs and put them on, on, uh, on YouTube, right? And people enjoy that. And guides... <sighs> I don't know, they're technically not worth the effort. Like, the time that I put into making guides, I don't really make back in any way, shape, or form, right? Um, so that might be the reason why most people don't make guides. Same with, like, meme videos. They are, can blow up, they can do this and that. They take so long to make. And Hearthstone, again, is on the decline. So, I don't know. As a creator, it's hard to make a decision of what to do uh, in Hearthstone. I like making certain things. Uh, I like seeing the growth, I, I want to brand myself one way or the other, um, but there's also always the underlying thought of maybe it's better if I put my time somewhere else, right? Uh, and recently, especially with the the way Hearthstone is shaping up to be, it's kind of hard to choose a direction. Um, also because content-wise it's dry. We're getting nothing basically in return from Hearthstone for better content. We only get the game. And the most interesting content we can make is whenever there's a patch. 
that we can show all the new stuff, talk about the new stuff, that's it. We are not getting tournaments, we're not getting cool events, they're not featuring that many creators, like, I don't remember the last time they featured a creator. Arsenal is just holding back, it seems like, on like helping content creators. Sometimes you get bundle giveaways, that's it. I have never received bundle giveaways from Blizzard themselves, I've received bundle giveaways from friends, I really appreciate everyone that, that has you know, been kind enough to give me a code. But yeah, it seems like content creating for this game is not really rewarded. And that's how most creators that I talk to feel like. Now, so, of course, there's creators that do have close contacts with Blizzard and to get like extra perks and stuff like that. That's the minority. And I know a lot of people that have been streaming and making YouTube content for a while. And it's like... We, we gotta work with the tools we're given, and we're not given many tools. Uh, while if you compare it to Valorant or things like that, or Overwatch, like, they have an entire studio. For example, if you play the game, you can go into, like, a studio, rewatch the game, and have, like, different angles to make cool content. Like, we can't even replay games in Hearthstone, for example. You can set up tournaments a lot easier. They do uh, creator events. They do so much more. So, I don't know. It's tough. To, you can hear my frustration, right? <laughs> it's tough to um, reinvent yourself, uh, which is definitely necessary against burnout. Now, uh, it's only been like one year of me giving it everything, but there's multiple times where I just didn't feel like playing the game. And so many other creators often feel like not playing Hearthstone because burnout, if you play the game for so many hours a day, of course you're going to get tired of it. That's normal, right? Uh, and then you just take a break and come back a couple days, but there's only so long that that, that can last. We need like uh, big shakeups, as, essentially. Uh, as 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 a brand, as you can see, I I reworked my icon, like my my little header. It's now pink. Uh, I reworked a lot of things. I want to like change up my content. You, you gotta keep uh, doing this stuff in order to stay not just relevant, but to make interesting content. And I like being a content creator, content creating. I I want to make cool content. I don't want to keep on putting, making the same stuff on repeat and kind of turning into a factory worker, right? That's why I wanted to be uh, a YouTuber in the first place, so I could be creative and uh, explore the possibilities of entertainment, education, things like that. Not just do the same games on repeat every day and hope that things change, if that makes sense. Because let's be real, no one goes into this thinking they'll play the same game 10 years from now on. I mean, as that's your initial idea to keep on playing this game for 10 years on because you like the game in the moment. I like Hearthstone, I want to play, keep playing this. But essentially, like eventually you, you realize that I have different ambitions as well. I want to do more. Uh, but you kind of put yourself into this cage as a creator. And right now, I can't do anything else except for make Hearthstone guides, right? Like, if I make a video that's not Hearthstone, I know 100% sure it gets no views. Uh, I, I used to stream different games as well, like, um, but I get 10% of the views then. If I ever stream Valorant, which I enjoy, different games, uh, whatever, I get 10% of people that actually, like, normally watch me. Because people watch me for the Hearthstone content I make. That's why you're listening to this, I assume. Right now you're probably listening because you're invested in the, the little rants I'm making about content creating. Um, yeah, it is hard to be able to reinvent yourself if you lock yourself into certain content that you have to make. Uh, and, you know, Hearthstone could help with that by giving more tools for people to explore uh, and make cool, interesting things out of. So... That comes to my projects that I've been working on. Uh, so 
I because I want to keep making cool content. I want to do more than me as a solo creator. So I've been a content creator for like a year now. I'm still not really full time yet. Uh, that was a goal of mine. But I want to branch out, do more shit. I'm not going to spoil too much because I've had like five different ideas of what I could do, like a new channel, a team, um, company, uh, this or that, or new games. Like I had a lot of ideas. I don't know which ones exactly I'm going to work on completely. Uh, I'll have to talk with to some people and brainstorm a bit more. But this it's Ben guy that you see sitting in front of you just making Hearthstone content. Hopefully soon I can. I am looking to do more than just that. Uh, for sa my sanity's sake, because I have more ambitions than just playing the same game over, over, and repeat and giving the same tips every time. I'll still be making Hearthstone content for now, don't worry. I still like playing the game from time to time with, uh, like, not, of course, 10 hours a day anymore. I think I'm past that point. Uh, but I'll still be grinding the game, still trying to get top ranks, still making guides, memes, I'll still interact. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking to... Go to the next level if possible, we'll see. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I feel like the last part of this podcast was kind of a rant, me just talking about random shit that popped in my head and not knowing if you guys will be interested in that or not. Um, I have much more to share about content creating, but I'm not gonna get into all of those nitty gritty things because I really think that's specifically for people that also make content. I do know there's a lot of people watching me that also stream or that make videos or want to be a content creator. Even people that are bigger than me might be listening right now. I don't know. Um, so for those people, I mean, maybe it's interesting to hear the thoughts of this. <laughs> because I think there's multiple kinds of creators. There's people that just want to play games and because of that, they become a content creator. Right? They would like playing certain games and the only way to make money is either be a professional esports player, but it's easier to just stream it and make like YouTube videos for that and be a gamer that turned into a content creator because that's how you make revenue. Or you have people like me that want to be a content creator and then reverse engineer into, you know, what game do I make content for? Which is uh, for me Hearthstone because that was, was my, that was my addiction. That was what I was good at. Oh my God, English. That was what I was good at. And that is where I saw like a gap that could be filled. I didn't see anyone making guides or this high quality edited animations. That's what I wanted to do. And now I'm locked here. <laughs> well, I have so much more that I want to do, if that makes sense. So I feel like most people are the first kind of gamers turned into content creators, not content creators turned into gamers. Um, and that's where I, I'm so passionate about this. That's why I love talking and thinking about where this is heading, Hearthstone as a whole, this channel, what I'm creating for you guys in general. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna shut up now because I, I feel like I can keep on rambling on and <laughs> that is not a good thing. Hope you enjoyed this though, hope you liked me talking about uh, the meta, you know, and the state of battlegrounds and then also some behind the scenes. I'll see if this does well or not, if people enjoy this. If you do, then I might do more of it, like share more of the personal stuff behind the guy that you see watching oh my god the guy that you see here that you're watching playing hearthstone making hearthstone content uh yeah thank you for watching i'm gonna shut up now before i make things worse hope you have a good day and uh take care